This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, June 18th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Galley. Here's today's headlines. USTR seeks to sell Trump trade policy. Trade package questioned by U.S. competitors. And what will join the minibus? Lighthizer to push Trump trade policy on the Hill. U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer is on Capitol Hill today and tomorrow to sell Congress on the new U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement and answer questions about progress on the administration's ongoing trade disputes and negotiations. He'll be testifying today before the Senate Finance Committee and will head to the House to talk to the Ways and Means Committee on Wednesday. Expect concerns about the impact on agriculture of the trade war with China to be front and center at today's Senate hearing. The committee includes several farm state members, including Senate Ag Chairman Pat Roberts, Senate Ag Ranking Member Debbie Stabenow, and Republican Whip John Thune. The administration has been playing down the possibility that Trump and Chinese President Xi Jinping could strike a deal if they meet at the Group of 20 Summit in Japan next week. I think the most that will come out of the G20 might be an agreement to actively resume talks that Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross to the Wall Street Journal over the weekend. The most that might come is new ground rules for discussion and some sort of schedule for when detailed technical talks might resume. U.S. competitors question trade package. The European Union, Canada, China, and Australia among the countries asking questions at the World Trade Organization about the Trump administration's trade assistant packages for U.S. farmers. Some of the questions submitted through the WTO Committee on Agriculture go to whether the billions in spending could be distorting planning decisions and trade. Among the questions, Canada asks this. Could the United States elaborate as to how this announcement made in the middle of the U.S. planting season will not distort planting decisions. China and the EU want to know how the payments will be categorized, a question that goes to whether they will fit within the U.S. spending limits. Australia, enlisting its concerns, notes that Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue claimed the trade aid package announced in 2018 would be all that farmers would get. Corn planting falls millions of acres short. Corn planting is coming to an end in the Midwest, and it appears that farmers may be planting close to 10 million acres less than they originally expected in March. USDA's weekly crop progress report indicates that 92% of farmers' intended acres were planted as of Sunday. Back in March, farmers expected to plant about 92.8 million acres of corn, but the latest USDA report probably reflects a smaller number of intended acres than that. A note to the report for Michigan says that the apparent advancement in corn planting progress in that state over the past week solely due to farmers giving up on acreage. Don Ruse of U.S. Commodities in Des Moines says nationally the actual planted corn acreage will be close to 82 million. University of Illinois economist Scott Irwin estimates about 83.5 million. We'll have a better idea of actual planted acreage perhaps next week when the USDA releases the annual survey of crop plantings. But Roos tells AgriPulse that USDA may do what they did in 1993, conduct a special survey in July to figure out the amount of prevented plant acres. House rules tease up ag-critical minibus. 
The House Rules Committee meets today to start going through hundreds of proposed amendments to a package of fiscal 2020 spending bills that include funding for departments and agencies critical to agriculture. That includes the USDA, the FDA, the EPA, and the Interior Department. The committee will decide what amendments get debated on the House floor. The 73 amendments filed for the USDA-FDA section of the legislation include GOP proposals to roll back the sugar program and to ensure that Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue can move forward with relocating two USDA research agencies. Meanwhile, Representative Maxine Waters of California has withdrawn an amendment that would have required an investigation of USDA's trade assistance program. By the way... A lead author of the Green New Deal, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, is proposing amendments that seek to restrict rural electrification spending on fossil fuels. One amendment would steer rural electrification loans to climate mitigation, climate jobs, and to usher in the rapid transition to clean and renewable energy. The 145 amendments filed for the Interior EPA section of the spending package include a GOP proposal to block enforcement of the Obama-era Waters of the U.S. rule, which is in effect in 22 states where court rulings haven't blocked it. Public comment sought on dietary guidelines. People who want to attend the second meeting of the Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee can begin registering this morning. That meeting will be held at the Jefferson Auditorium in USDA South Building on July 10th and 11th. USDA and the Department of Health and Human Services announced yesterday. Registration closes July 1. Go to dietaryguidelines.gov for details. Future meetings will be in October at USDA in D.C., in Houston in January, and in March at USDA in D.C. again. Senate moving on interior nominee. The Senate Environment and Public Works Committee will consider the nomination tomorrow of a former energy lobbyist and assistant director of the National Park Service as the Interior Department's assistant secretary for fish, wildlife, and parks. The assistant secretary oversees the Fish and Wildlife Service. Wyoming native Robert Wallace is now an operating partner at I2 Capital, which calls itself an impact investment firm specializing in the field of conservation finance. In his current role in the private sector, Wallace is focused on working with ranchers, energy companies, conservationists, and regulators to balance the needs of conservation and energy development in the West, the department said when Interior Secretary David Bernhardt nominated him last month. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, June 18th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.